Hello everyone, it is Wednesday, April 8th, 2020, and welcome to The Beat. I'm Panya In, and I know it's a Wednesday. We're coming on air to you guys on a Wednesday, not a Friday. Good reason. First of all, I want to wish everyone who is celebrating a happy Passover. Hope you all are doing well, and because it is... um. A week of worship we have decided to not air on Friday um, so that way everyone can worship uh, how they choose to please or they can relax so I hope everyone is doing well as always we have an amazing show for you guys uh, today I am being joined by my friend Jamie she will be co-hosting part of the show with me and we have an amazing interview with one of the candidates running for Fordham Lincoln Center Fordham Lincoln Center's um, United Student Government President. One of the presidential candidates will be joining us um, today for the show. Um, I will be interviewing her later on. But as usual, let's head over to the weekly rundown. All right, I feel like we haven't had any of these in a while, but it's an election update. Your voice, your vote 2020. And it is not the United Student Government elections, but in fact the U.S. presidential elections. Today, this morning, U.S. Senator from Vermont, Bernie Sanders, addressed his supporters on Twitter um, and through an email that he will be suspending his presidential campaign um, and... Joe Biden, former Vice President Joe Biden, is now the presumptive Democratic nominee who will go face-to-face up against uh, President Donald Trump. Um, in his announcement, Sanders has said that although that he is suspending his campaign, the fight for justice still continues. The other big headline here in the United States and in New York is the record number of cases of coronavirus um, in New York and another statement from the World Health Organization to not politicize the uh, spread of coronavirus. Now New York State has more confirmed cases than Italy and Congress moles billions in additional funding. The governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, has said, and I quote, I went through 9-11. I thought in my lifetime I wouldn't have to see anything like that again. Nothing that bad, nothing that tragic. And, of course, the number of deaths in New York State, the number of cases in New York State um, have surpassed any other state in the country. New York is the hardest hit state in America, reporting its highest number of virus-related deaths in a single day on Wednesday today, announcing that another 779 people have died. That has brought the virus death toll in the state of New York to 6,268. Governor Cuomo noted that that was more than twice as many people um, as the state had lost on September 11th. And, you know, we always say to, um, to members um, who have been unfortunately affected by coronavirus that our hearts are with you. And this is honestly not the easiest news um, to report if I am being honest with you. And listen, uh, I, I know it... It's usually not in an anchor's place to uh, give out a suggestion, but we do need to flatten this curve. And I feel that my voice is most appropriate right now, that we do need to flatten this curve. And the way that we do so is to, if you are not an essential worker, please do not go out 
Um, please do not um, go out for leisurely activities. We might be seeing um, a plateau now. That was a quote from Governor Cuomo the other day. But the curve is not going to flatten if we continue to go out. And, you know, we need to flatten that curve um, and, you know, just uh, try our best to, uh, to lower the death count. Um, Governor Cuomo has also said that the staggering death toll could continue to rise even as hospitalization rates were falling because it reflected people who had been on ventilators for long periods of time. And the virus has ravaged public transit in the New York um, area, where it is needed to transport many doctors, nurses, other essential workers to their jobs. At least 41 transit workers have died and more than 6,000 have fallen sick or have self-quarantined. Um, a hard day for, for New York. And with the more data that, that's coming out, this is what Governor Cuomo said in his press conference today that more data was needed to determine why black, Hispanic, and poor New Yorkers had been disproportionately affected by the disease. Governor Cuomo has said, it, quote, it always seems that the poorest people pay the highest price. Black and Hispanic people in New York City are likely, are twice as likely, rather, to die of the virus as white people, according to the preliminary data released on Wednesday by the city. The governor was asked if the state was too slow to shut down society, and Governor Cuomo simply said, no, no, it is not. I uh, quote, I think New York was early, and the actions we took were dramatic than most, end quote. Again, terrible times that we are living in, hard times that we are living in. Hearts go out to, um, to the families that have unfortunately been tested with this disease and you know we are new york tough we are jersey strong and we are all in this together because together this is how we will defeat um this virus uh, right after this break when we come back i am interviewing a candidate running for the presidential position for fordham lincoln center's united student government all right here when we come back on the beat Hi, I'm Christine, and I'm a big fan of The Beat with Panyin. I get caught up on the 2020 elections, the news of the week, and the latest hot topics. Make sure you tune in every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everyone. Welcome back to The Beat. Joining me right now, all the way from the West Coast, she's running for USG President, Lorene Ruiz. Welcome to The Beat. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. Of course, it's um, a real pleasure um, to have you on. And listen, I want to start right off the bat. First question, in your campaign announcement, you wrote that Fordham students, quote, do not see USG, United Student Government, as an effective vehicle for change on campus, end quote. So what are your planned proposals? And how do you see these proposals as effective changes on campus? Okay, so your question cut out, but I, I remember it <laughs> from earlier. So I will try to answer it to the best of my ability. Is that okay? Yes, yes. Okay, right. Um, so there are a couple of things that uh, I want to address in the Fordham community. And I think the root of all the issues is USG's administration. Um, I think that people don't see USG as an effective vehicle for change because 
they don't trust us to actually enact any policy. Um, they're not aware of what kinds of things we accomplish. Um, and they don't exactly know what we're up to or what our roles are. So I want to change that by first instituting a two business day email policy to every initial email. Um, it can be something as simple as we're working on it or we'll bring it up at our next meeting or um, I've already fixed whatever issue it is that you're having. Um, I also want to make a Google calendar for any events that, they are, that we have on campus um, and any meetings and attached agendas to any newsletters we send out. So people know what kinds of things we're discussing. Because for all they know, we could, we could be discussing nothing at the moment. Um, people need to know what we're up to. The second thing I want to address is school spirit. Um, I think people don't have that sense of community or pride because they aren't proud to be at Fordham. And I think having changes that affect every student, even people who aren't involved with clubs or don't work with USG, is super important. So one of the things I want to do is have better student discounts. Um, and there was a program that past USGs introduced called Fordham Friendly, and that gave us student discounts to local businesses. So I want to revive that program um, and see what kinds of discounts I can get everybody and continue Fordham Fridays, of course. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I want to touch on that school spirit thing. So you've heard, you've probably heard it. Fordham is a stepping stone school. Um, Fordham is just, um, is just a place uh, for you to go because you got rejected by the Ivies or the elites. So how are you going to build up uh, Fordham, Fordham Lincoln Center and specifically as a place of pride? So that circles back to my idea of having better student discounts. I think um, a lot of the time people see Fordham as a comparison point for um, NYU and Columbia. And uh, one of the things I hear people talking about is the lack of student discounts. Because Columbia students, for instance, get discounts to Broadway shows and things like that. So I want to start by having better student discounts. I also want to start by um, increasing involvement at school events. Um, which is easier said than done, but I think um, one of the keys to that is being more proactive about cross-posting on social media um, because sometimes people almost assume that nobody comes to events and then nobody ends up coming because that's what people are saying. So if I change that mentality and start little by little, I think we can start seeing increases in involvement and consequently increases in pride um, because we'll be seeing a more involved community. So what I'm hearing is um, more social media and um, more social media and discounts. Two That's big correct. factors. That's correct. Continuing for Fridays. All right. Awesome. And so yes. Um, before we continue, and I'm sorry if the internet is cutting in and out um, right now for yeah. That's listening. why I'm I'm like pausing. <laughs> no problem. Um, this is going to be uh, fun to put on the radio, but um, before we continue, um, are you uh, are you a member of USG right now, and what is your position? Yes, I am. So I am the chair of student affairs. Um, I've been twice elected, and I've held this position since the spring of my sophomore year. Awesome. And uh, what achievements have you done? I'm sorry, I mean freshman year, <laughs> but I don't know if you can hear me right now. <laughs> no, I can hear you. Um, I guess this is what uh, everyone 
on TV goes through when they go through satellite um, or whatnot. But um, mm -hmm. you said that you were chair of student affairs. So what achievements um, have you done that makes you a contender for president of USG? Can you hear that well? No, um, the last thing I heard was uh, I said that I was Right. Um, let me repeat the question. You said you were chair of student affairs for USG. Yes. Um, why do you think um, or what achievements have you done that makes you a contender for president? Mm. Right. So I, I planned the highest attended tr um, tree lighting in Fordham history. So I saw an increased turnout of 100 people from the year before. So I brought it from 400 to 300 people. And that event was also the highest nominated event at the 2019 Undies, which is an event I also planned. Um, and in my capacity as student affairs chair, uh, I've also participated on um, a panel called Candid Conversations, which discussed the intersections between race and mental health. And I think these achievements of mine display my diligence and commitment to organization and event planning. Um, I think these things come very naturally to me. That was the first event I've ever planned actually <laughs> for any sort of capacity um, and I pulled it off um, you know I, I was terrified as heck um, but it ended up working really out really well in uh, in our little internal awards for USG I won best event planner um, last year so I, I hope to bring my organization and my planning skills to president um, because I believe that we need a lot of administrative reform. And so these kinds of delegation skills, um, for instance, are going to suit me well in this higher office. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being um, president of USG, you will have to work with um, the Office for Student Involvement and um, the other um, parts of government, CSA, RHA. Um, what, what type of expertise do you hold when it comes to working with the other branches of government and the Office for Student Involvement? So my ties to the Office for Student Involvement are very close. Um, I've worked there for three years as a student worker and I've developed very close relationships with the administrators. Um, so Dr. Wenzel is my supervisor, supervisor, as well as the USG advisor. Um, Christina Frankovic, um, she is the, an associate director there. She helps support clubs. I work with her all the time, for instance. Um, with regard to the other branches of government, and they're not people that I've worked with in a formal capacity, but they're people that I know well in a personal capacity. And I've actually been in talks with some, some members of those branches with regard to some policy that I want to accomplish. Um, and so they're aware that I do want to collaborate with them next year if I'm elected as president. Right, and so um, let's build off on um, on the other branches um, of government. Um, we had a person send in this question, mm -hmm. um, and the question reads: How would your administration address the needs of commuter students and help build commuter morale or pride, especially when commuters make up more than half of the student population? However, they often feel neglected when it comes to student affairs and involvement. Um, so commuter students have been very pleased to see that I've expanded my platform since the initial 10 tenants. Um, recently, I released two other things that I want to accomplish that are specifically targeted towards commuter students. 
And those two things are first, looking into the possibility of a sleeping lounge, um, because we have many noble commuter students um, who stay very late during midterms um, and late to the point where they have trouble getting home or it would be unsafe for them to do so. And the second thing is something that I've already started working on, which is introducing a later payment or an online textbook option for lower income commuter students because some people are having trouble financing the textbooks that they need for class. Mm -hmm. And um, let's hit more on that um, sleeping lounge um, mm -hmm. right there. Are you envisioning um, that place to be um, as the quote unquote commuter lounge or is it just like designated um, for studying and is that place in a commuter exclusive place? That's something that I'd want to talk to more commuter students to get a sense of. Um, I think commuters definitely want a sense of space on campus that they can call their own, um, especially because they're not really able to easily get into lounges that are in the dorms. Um, so I would have to speak to more commuter students to get a sense of what I want to call this place and um, what I want to define it as. Um, but I think the first issue is also figuring out space um, and identifying a place on campus where we can have it. But it's something I'm interested in looking into. I think um, in collaboration with CSA, we could accomplish a lot. I also have been hearing you talk about um, collaboration, 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 mm -hmm. knowing people well. Um, so how will you be accessible to student or club leaders who need your assistance or guidance? So that circles back to my two-day email policy. Um, I think a lot of students are frustrated when they feel like they can't get in touch with USG because it takes them so long, takes them so long to get a response or they don't hear anything at all. Um, I think instituting that standard um, will increase communication between the common person and the clubs and, and our, the student government. Um, and I think having that increased communication line like, will help people feel that we are more open to communicating with them and more accessible. Um, apart from that, I think just conducting my business with a smile and being friendly and approachable is going to be super important. And I've had a lot of people um, as club members, commuter students just approached me um, to give me feedback on my campaign and I'm trying to incorporate that as best as I can. All right, awesome. And so we're almost out of time right now, um, but I wanna stress that, you know, um, a lot of people would be listening to this interview right now, um, now in time for the election or later on um, to look back. And so if you can answer in one word for me, um, if you win this election, how would you like your candidacy to be remembered and how would you like your administration to be remembered? Hmm. Uh, my, my word is competent. Uh, Why can I that? elaborate? <laughs> yes, please, please Why elaborate. Competent? Okay, uh, because that's not a word that people associate with USG. People can't really name an initiative that we've worked on this past year. Um, and I think if, I, if people are able to name one thing that I've done, or hopefully 10 things that I've accomplished, um, that will be an accomplishment for me in my administration. Um, because it shows that I have set out to do something and successfully completed it um, to the benefit of the entire Fordham community. All right, Lori, we're out of time right now. Is there anything, final words that you want to say 
um, to the audience? Um, sure. I think this election uh, focused on the person with the policies who benefit you most. Um, and shout out to all my commuter students. Like I'm the resident who is championing your commuter needs. Um, and I'm super excited for the chance to have your vote this year. Um, and I hope to see you at the polling booths on the 14th. Thank Lorraine, you. Lorraine, thank you so much for coming on to the beat. I appreciate it so much. Good luck in this election. Thank you, Panya. Um, have a great evening and thank you for having me. Right, that's where my interview with Lorene ends. If you want to listen to that interview without anything else, just that interview alone, just go on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you will find that interview titled as Interview with Lorene Ruiz. Uh, when we come back, my friend Jamie is helping me co-host this segment of the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? Chief anchor and host of The Beat, Panya, in here, here to promote um, our YouTube channel, Offbeat, with who else? Me, Panya in. Over there, you'll find the video interviews. Um, so those are the interviews that I've done on the show, but now they're in video format, so you can watch them. And other tidbits and um, extras that you won't find here on the show. Like maybe we'll be doing some type of after show um, where you get to see my entire messy self. So if you haven't subscribed and clicked that notification bell yet, go over to YouTube and find my channel Offbeat with Panya in and give me a subscription. Hit that notification bell and there is already one video up. So make sure you go watch that video and give it a thumbs up and comment down uh, what you think as well. All right, you guys, welcome back to The Beat. Uh, as you can see, I am not alone today. Um, it's a really eventful day today on The Beat. Please welcome my friend, um, one of the best people in the world, Miss Jamie from Fordham Lincoln Center. Jamie, how are you holding up? Oh, Fanya, thank you for having me. Um, I'm holding up pretty well, actually. I've been getting a lot of sleep, um, taking care of myself, you know, Putting in contacts every day, even like, <laughs> you know, and like keep you sane. So like, just one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Jamie and I are in the same Japanese class, the same foreign language class, for about a year and a half now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. It's, all semesters. Ugh. It felt like forever, right? Oh, I thought it flew by. It's crazy. <laughs> We're juniors next year that blows my mind. I know. And this is how we're like spending our final semester of sophomore year of basically being underclassmen. I guess this is like, um, I don't know, a rite of passage or whatever. <laughs> For us, yeah. In this world, yeah. And then um, a bit more, um, Jamie is a resident over at FCLC. Um, you are in McMahon, right? McMahon Hall? 16M, baby. 16M. I have visited 16M. Love the entire crew there. I really do. You guys honestly um, make the apartment like a second home um, for me. Coming from a commuter. You're part of the family, yes. We welcome like Caitlin and Steph, commuter family, commuter buddies. We love them, yeah. And you are down in the DMV, right? Maryland? Oh, yeah. I'm in Maryland. I'm at home my room. <laughs> I love yep. the little studio setup um, that you got. <laughs> um, and then if you don't mind me asking, what's your major again? I am a film and television major under the visual arts umbrella. 
goes so beautifully with what's happening right now. Yeah, I'm really excited. Journalism, English major, double major. Hello. <laughs> I know. And, you know, being a double major, it's fun, but it's hard. It's so hard. It's so much work. Um, but, you know, being at home, we have a lot of more time, um, like a lot more time. But I don't know about you. I feel that time is slowly disappearing, <laughs> like every day. Like slipping through my fingers because I have a list of things I want to go through, but then it's just by the time I look out the window, it's the sun is setting. So, and it's not like we can go out anywhere <laughs> yeah. either. Not really. You know, you would think that with all the time we have, we can do like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but it's that's not it. And I just like want to understand, like, excuse me, um, is I've been saying this like this entire time, but is this what it's like to be a resident? I mean, we, okay, I miss the city with my entire heart, and, like, the thing that I loved about living at McMahon was, like, it was just walking distance from everything, but now it's safest to stay inside for everyone, um, so, of course, I mean, there were days when I did not leave campus, which <laughs> I had to break that habit, um, but, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah, this is resident life, <laughs> in a way, yes. And, you know, ideally, um, I would have loved to have you down in Studio 5E, but, you know, with everything going on, um, actually, this episode was supposed to air, like, like earlier, but, you know, I guess with whole, the entire corona thing <laughs> happening right now and our situations, this is, like, the best alternative yeah. um, that we have. Tell me, what have you been doing on your um, spare time? Well, shamelessly, I have been playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> I played with Steph last night. It was a good time. You know, like, I can't go outside in real life, so I might as well just go out in Animal Crossing, you know, talk to my villagers and, like, catch some bugs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was uh, doing some Instagram surfing on my second account, which is Simply Panya. If you guys haven't followed it yet, it's a whole entire food account because I am a foodie. And I found your food account too. And it's like awesome that you uh, came onto the show today because our topic is cooking while cooped or cooking while quarantined. So I just want to know, um, first, let's just talk about the food experiences in New York City. I'm going to hold back for a second just as like a native. And I just want like your perspective. I love how everything is continually changing. Like, there's so many trends. Like, the trendy foods are so much fun to just hop onto and, like, get a taste of, you know. Like, you see the hype and you're like, is it worth it? And you can go see for yourself. Like, you see these videos with hundreds of thousands of views on Instagram. But then you're like, that's three blocks from me. We could go right now, which is just so incredible. And I'm just so grateful that... And what has been, like, so your, your best and your most craziest experience? Ooh, I recently had um, the stuffed ice cream. So like the scoops with the, like they would stack 21. That's what their, their gimmick is. And like they, their special is um, a donut stuffed with ice cream. <laughs> so, but it was so good. Like, oh my God, it was so much sugar for me. Like, I feel like I'm getting old now. I can't handle that much sugar anymore. <laughs> but, it was so good. The ice cream I had was Thai tea and Vietnamese iced coffee. And then my topping was mochi. And it was so good. Oh, my goodness. I feel like that was my favorite. 
Um, and then another big one is Taiyaki NYC with the fish cone. Mm -hmm. I'll serve. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm regular at that place too. <laughs> Do yeah. they know you by your name already over there? I hope so. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, I, tot I totally understand, like, being a regular, like, um, you know, the halal truck right outside um, of school. Those guys, like, know me by, like, you're the dancing kid, right? Oh. And I'm just like, oh, my boys, I miss you all so much. <laughs> um, yeah, Chinatown. Oh. Beautiful, wonderful. Um, have you, this is such, like, a ridiculous question, but have you had, like, the egg waffles? Like, the little circle egg waffles? Waffles. I love those. They're so good. Um, when I used to live in Brooklyn, and like even till now, when my mom still goes to Brooklyn, if they sell the carts, if they sell it from the carts at Brooklyn Chinatown, she'll like buy five and mm -hmm. like I'll split them with my brother, and they're like the most delicious. I don't know what it is. It's mm -hmm. like, and they just give you like a nice tiny pouch too. Like it's not, it's no okay. bigger than, um, no bigger than like a notepad or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just so good. But you know, now I'm wondering, and I guess it's like, again, it's different for me because I, I live here and like, even though I can't go out, I have like a lot of, um, a lot of the New York stuff at like my disposal. Um, how is it down uh, in Maryland? Um, for me, um, I've found I've had to make the things I'm craving recently, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, especially with the quarantine. Usually it's pretty good. Like there's a lot of fun uh, places around here, like uh, Korean barbecue and a lot of boba places, um, dessert places. But, you know, with quarantine going on, they're all closed. So I've had to make do. Um, recently I made tteokbokki. Because I missed um, Korean barbecue, my go-to <laughs> place is Iron Age. Closed. They closed as soon as I came home. Um, what else did I need? Oh, Dalgona coffee. That big trend. Oh my God, the TikTok trend. Tell me how how it's been going because I made it like two times. I got like a blister on on my on my hand from stirring and whisking constantly. I hate the trend. I, I just I do not like it. Just because, like, if you don't have the electric whisk, then it's mm. like, then it's an arm workout, and I don't like working out. I get calories. But no, tell me how, well, tell me what your process is. Like, what have you um, experimented with? I, okay, so since I kind of oh, like things. First, um, first share the recipe. Okay, it's a one to one ratio of um, instant coffee, that's important, sugar, and water. And then um, you combine them all together and you whisk it until it's aerated and foamy. And then you top milk with it, like your milk of, uh, milk of your choice. And usually ice. I put ice because I like mm -hmm. my ice cold. So do I. Yeah. Nice iced coffee. And yeah, you just mix it up and it's delicious. I've added boba, um, brown sugar to it. So good. I really like, okay, so it's important that it's instant coffee because it has stabilizers that when whisked, they... Foam up oh. that's what makes the foamy texture and then I like like when you mix it into the milk um it becomes a lot more balanced like usually it's very concentrated if you just mm -hmm. dalgona itself it's called dalgona because it's named after a Korean candy which when poured out it looks kind of similar to the foam mm -hmm. and so um you mix it into the milk or at least I do I mix it into the milk 
and it makes the milk so creamy but without the density of heavy cream because the the air comes from the foam all right jamie thank you so much for co-hosting the show with me if you want to watch that full segment that's right full segment um, you can head over to our YouTube channel, Offbeat, and if you can't watch it, if you'd rather listen to it, that's fine too, because you'll find that segment up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, as always, with the guests on the show, Laureen and Jamie, thank you so much for joining me um, on this Wednesday. I know I have to get used to saying Wednesday um, just for today only. But thank you so much for joining me. Everyone out there, I'm Hanya in here in New York asking you to stay safe, stay healthy, and always stay on the beat. Have a happy holidays, you guys.